Hi there, I'm Will, and this is What Lies Between, a qualitative inquiry into whatever the fuck it is we're doing here. This first episode is with Alex Daniel, a very good friend of mine and my current roommate. You can find out more about Alex's work at 1117music.com last, and that's all spelt out, no numbers. And so, I hope you enjoy. All right. Is that good? <laughs> yeah, we're here. Can you hear me all right? I can. Actually, let's make sure this is nice and close. Uh, so, I guess just to start off, like, how we feeling actually, like, being here and doing this, like, now that we've sat down? <laughs> yeah, it is, it's weird. Uh, we've been talking about this for months. I know. <laughs> I feel like in the leading up to it, like I've been overthinking it so much, but you had said something to me the other day that made me, and I kind of mentioned this to you, like how, I don't know, I, I can't even remember exactly what you said, but basically what it would come across to me is like, I need to just do it mm. and make this happen. And I think that whatever comes of it will be pretty all right. I think so. Yeah. 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 Um. I will say that I'm feeling very nervous right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't like it's it's a weird thing cuz we've we've talked a million times and there's something about like cameras yeah. and microphones and being in this environment and I kind of just want to like I guess like ease into it a little bit and just I'm pretending that uh no recording is happening. Okay. <laughs> That's a... I'm imagining that I'm uh sitting on the porch with you just shooting the shit. That's a good way to that's a good way to think about it. The only unfortunate thing is we have to remember things like tilting the microphone a little bit towards you. Because uh, <laughs> I think I, yeah, you should be able to, like, just how I've got it like this. Oh, yeah. So you oh, there we go. Yeah. There we go. Okay. Cool. Yeah, that, okay, that sounds perfect. Nice. Um, so in, like, kind of thinking about what this is going to be and, like, the sort of, like, topics, I suppose, mm. is um, <laughs> it's kind of broad as fuck, but it's just, like, I want to talk about meaning making. Mm. And... Because I think that what we can stem from that might be pretty cool. Mm -hmm. I guess I just want to start off by just asking, what, how do you make meaning in your life? Whew. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I struggle to do it all the time. I think I've got, I've, uh, I don't know when or how this started, but I'm always trying to interpret everything around me. Like, down to like, um, oh, I left this book on my nightstand and not that one. Like, what uh, what does that mean today? Yeah. <laughs> I left off on this page, and this is the sentence that I've been lingering on. Like, uh, uh -huh. how how does that frame what what happens to me going forward? Um, and for me, that I think that gets kind of messy. I I try I've been trying more recently to let go of that. <laughs> To let meaning happen instead of like always having that uh, interpretive frame kind of running, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense that it like rung at a hundred, a, a million different bells because I'm like, well, at first, I first want to, I'm curious, like, is that something that you, like, when do you, when would you say that you noticed that's the way you started like looking at the world is through that sort of interpretive lens? Mm-hmm. Oh, um... I know I've been doing it for a really long time, and it might have been that I noticed it when it kind of started breaking down, like when it when it started confusing me and mm -hmm. making it, it like made my days more difficult to move through, um, rather than giving me comfort. You know, I was kind of getting lost in 
so I like I uh, I started journaling like very in earnest at the age of 15 mm -hmm. and um, for a long time that was like uh, that was my meaning making that was that was a friendly comforting place that was always a way for me to come back to myself and understand how things were going and that I was okay and um, yeah that started to break down uh, you and I have talked a lot about this and I always bring it back to this but it yeah. started to break down during COVID <laughs> that uh -huh. was really when it because I think I got uh, I had nothing but that um, I could only sit with that and uh, it became too much yeah okay so what um, and when you say that like or well, I, maybe you didn't say these exact words, but I got the I get the sense that it's like something that helped you deal with just life, like mm -hmm. in a way. And like, what do you think the? I guess in pre-COVID, how did that how did that help? Like, what, mm -hmm. uh, what in kind of a specific a specific way? Like, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, it was like. Um, well, I rem I remember often thinking that uh, it was helping me track my ups and downs. Okay. Just to just to understand, like, um, oh, I'm. Last year, I was mostly okay, but I I would dip low when this would start to happen, and I I can't give you a specific example of what that was, sure. but, um, but yeah, it helped me like it helped me reflect. Uh, I don't remember what the question was, but hopefully that. No, yeah. like that. That's kind of what I was looking for, and just like the. It sounds like the it was kind of a mirror of sorts, like, because mm. I, um, I mean, my understanding of, like, my use of journaling, at least, has always been that, like, all the abstraction that happens in my mind is, like, much easier organized and fleshed out on paper, and it mm. seems to, like, bring some sort of clarity, clarity that then you can look back on and associate with however you felt in those moments, and mm -hmm. you can, like, ascribe meaning to it mm -hmm. and like or at, at least maybe not like because meaning is, is so much uh, goes so much further beyond words in my head mm. but like you can at least put words to it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and words bring a sort of comfort mm -hmm. is that is there any accuracy to that like totally yeah uh putting words to it and words bringing comfort um and then it also for a long time or in the earlier stages, it like helped me, helped me identify a baseline. Like, like, am I okay right now? Oh, I think I am because I've, I can see, uh, I, I can see when I've been worse than this and when I've been better than this and this seems all right, you know? Yeah. But then later it did, it later it, it became a meaning, it became more of a meaning making exercise where I started to s try to figure out like, um, Uh, where have I been and where am I headed? Like, what what does this all mean? What's my story? What am I supposed to be doing? Um, yeah, it became that. Yeah, and that, I, I can't help because I did just get done listening to the last album and reading the last journal. Nice. Uh, <laughs> I can't, like, well, let me first start by saying that I remember when you first introduced me to your music and you were like you, you can find 1117 music on spotify all that fun stuff and i was like shoot i'll go check it out because like at that point like in my head i was just like 
there's a, here's this person that I've really enjoyed connecting with. Mm. I'm also sinking lower and lower as we go on here. So. <laughs> Rise up. Yeah. <laughs> um, but here's here's someone that I've been connecting with that I really enjoy our conversations and stuff. And I think um, previously in my life I hadn't really known how to make meaning, or I didn't really even know what that meant, mm. <laughs> you know. Mm. And I think part of my um, journey through that has been like seeing it through other people mm -hmm. and so i started to listen to your music and um i didn't get it i didn't because <laughs> i think i think especially listening to it uh in a vacuum of sorts like mm -hmm. with just like with just some of the we didn't we we had connected right like i i felt like comfortable with you i think we, we started to have like a building a friendship like when we started like taking the walks along the river and stuff mm -hmm. like that and climbing yes and climbing of course mm -hmm. um but like it didn't resonate with me i think i was listening to it in a way that i'd always listen to music yeah. in terms of like do i like it or i don't like it or mm -hmm. like not even necessarily that but like does it does it make me want to dance does it like sound good and they're like there are some songs, and I remember, um, oh, what's it called? What's the second song on the album? Sublimation. Sublimation, like that. I actually that's a wrote. dance number. Yeah, I like that's a, that's a, that that shit. Like I that I remember thinking this is like a certified banger. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like it like made me want to move and made me want to dance. But now when I've been listening to it, I feel like it's taught me to listen to music in a completely different way that's awesome and part of that is like how and i've said this to you before but like it seems like you put so much intention into your into your work and i had a moment i've been waiting to share this with you like earlier when i was listening to it where i was like i just had the feeling that you were like this was you bearing your soul <laughs> in a way and is that I'm like i'm curious to talk about that like somehow uh i i so at some point, actually, I don't know if this was in my teens or earlier, but I got the idea that that's what music was supposed to be. It's like it was supposed to be like the rawest form of expression. Mm. Like I grew up listening to alternative rock songs on the radio, like Green Day, Weezer, 3B? Oasis, 3B. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And, uh, you know, that I remember like, um, I remember trying to categorize for a long time, like, what are my favorite songs? And then at some point, I, I don't know what, when, it, when it flipped from being like, what do I like to um, uh, how real is this? You know, how, mm -hmm. how um, what is this person saying? And, and am I able to connect and get a glimpse into who they are and what they've seen, you know? Um, but yeah, um, when I, when I started to play guitar, I was, I was in that mode. I was in that mode. And then that's sort mm -hmm. of how I learned to write songs was just like, okay, what's the, yeah, what's, what's the deepest thing I feel right now? <laughs> and, uh, now how can I, how can I make that known through sound? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I think that at the as raw as form, like that's what it's supposed to be, or mm -hmm. I, I guess supposed to is not the right way of putting it, but yeah. like maybe that's where it originated mm -hmm. as like an extension of emotion mm -hmm. and like to express that. 
Yeah, I don't know. You know, I bet I bet a lot of people have a lot of opinions on that. Sure. And I've I've come to like I've also I've reached a place where I um, sometimes I listen to music and I'm like it can never be 100% authentic because it's always on some level of performance. And then that makes me think like, so why, uh, why, why kid myself? Why, why, why try to pretend like this is such a, such a raw authentic experience and why not just make it something enjoyable, something people mm. just want to hear. And like, maybe I'm coming around to being like, dude, you don't, you don't got to be so raw. It's too much. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there's a happy medium. There might be a happy medium, yeah. But also, like, what what part of the performance, like, takes away from the authenticity of it? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Good question, because I guess that, that makes it – that would make it seem like uh, something can only be authentic if it is experienced spontaneously in the moment. And um, – recreating it through a recording or recreating it through a live performance there's authenticity in that too yeah mm -hmm. yeah it seems like there's different levels to it because mm -hmm. even i mean we've talked about this before but like i'll hear a song that i've heard a million times and it always seems that well actually no even songs that i listen i'm listening to a lot lately it's like i'll be in a different state though mm -hmm. um and hear it and the words that i've heard a million times will hit me in a way that's never hit me before and it'll take on new meaning. Mm -hmm. And that's, I, I think that sort of experience is what has kind of like shifted this whole, this whole thing, whatever the fuck we're doing here mm -hmm. is <laughs> having a conversation um, and recording it mm -hmm. and um, has shifted it towards that meaning making because mm -hmm. like that's, that's insane. Mm. That's kind of insane to me. Like yeah. in terms of like, how I used to view music and words and all the things, the expression mm -hmm. that we humans take part in. And that like that words can change meaning over time. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or sounds or yes, that's, that's a, that's cool. Yeah. In like the, the context, mm -hmm. uh, it's like whatever your life's context is in can like shift that. And I'm curious if that's something that you can relate to or if like, I don't know if you, if you can speak to that at all. Yeah. Well, um, to bring it to bring it to the last album, <laughs> yeah. that that is uh, that's something that I've been striving for a few years to do in writing mm -hmm. the music is to present the same words repeatedly, and for them to and, and to very intentionally or or be trying to design an experience so that each time the reader or the listener encounters them. They see them in a new light. They're like, "Oh, I thought it meant that, but actually, it means this." Mm -hmm. <laughs> or it meant that back then, but it means this now. But it still means that there. But like, how is this? You know? Yeah. Um, the the prime example would be the word last. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the the ending of the album blew my fucking mind. Nice. <laughs> it really did. Like, right. Because that was something where I'd, it, I'd been racking my brain a little bit because, mm -hmm. like, the last album, the last journal and mm -hmm. everything, and I had – I won't attempt to explain it, but, like, I did have this sense of what I thought that meant. And then mm -hmm. by the end of it where, like, especially on the website, this the, your website, like, mm -hmm. I think especially accentuates that meaning or, like – 
emboldens it in a way like or cool. draws attention to that like um it's like a whole experience together and it changed that a lot from um from like reading those individual pages or going through them is that how that did that or where did it land for you <laughs> That's so that's that's who I've been kind of like racking my not racking my brain because I, I, when I was listening to it, I tried to like meditate to it cool. in a way like and try not to think too hard because I think as soon as you start thinking too hard about it, you start intellectualizing it and rationalizing it rather than like letting it be what it is and mm -hmm. let it wash over you. But a lot of it came from knowing you and mm. and like. Well, I think even if I didn't know you, knowing you adds a lot more depth to it because I have like a personal connection with you. But mm -hmm. I think based on if I were to like imagine myself as someone who didn't know you and was encountering your website and experiencing it in that kind of way that you intended it, mm -hmm. um, I would have still been able to follow the story and see like how meaningful all that was to you. And I think that at the beginning it's just this last is such as a word that feels like an ending yeah yeah but then at the end it sounds like a new beginning nice that's awesome dude yeah is that like uh, what is that I, i'm curious that's like beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I absolutely agree. But I, I'm curious, like, because I mean, in you talking about you use the word design, like designing mm -hmm. the experience, mm -hmm. like, what does that even look like? Like, how do you how do you go? What do you think about? Like, that seems. So, yeah. Yeah. To design that experience to where. Who? Yeah, I don't know, dude, like. Uh, I'll just yeah, I'll just say everything. First, I had to live a lot of the stuff that I wrote about and sang about. Mm. Um, and speaking of rawness, like uh, feeling like I was doing things for the last time. That's where it, that's kind of where it started, you know, to, to, to get to a place in my life where I was like, oh, I think uh, I'm reaching an ending of some sort here. <laughs> and, and it, uh, or, or reflecting on things that had happened to me and, and um, thinking like things were supposed to end there. Uh, that could have been the last time that I uh, had a drink, took a breath, you know, <laughs> and then and then understanding that uh, it didn't have to be. Um, yeah. And then, man, I don't know. And then and then and then designing that. Yeah. I guess maybe designing that came from like, OK, I will I will present people with this word that will suggest like just seeing that word on its own makes you think like oh the last album okay that is that, that's the last one that's it <laughs> we're done here yeah. right yeah and then uh through the course of putting the songs together um understanding that the word could have multiple meanings that uh you could be um in last place or you could be the last in line um, or this could be the last time or uh, you could resolve to do something that lasts you know and yeah uh, 
I came to that conclusion that that's what I wanted to say. But then I realized, like, um, to make that land, you know, I <laughs> I'm going to have to stretch this out over uh, the course of many pages and many minutes and tracks. And mm -hmm. yeah. So. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's exactly how it landed. Awesome. Like that. That. Because it's. I can't remember exactly the wording of it, but I think I can just tell you about the feeling of it of like it really feeling like last in the sense of like an ending like or like the yeah but at the same time saying it's something that will last mm -hmm. in terms of like it's forever it's and the other part that I thought was so fucking cool was that the last journal also has extra like a the half of the thing is blank pages yeah yeah and oh like i'll i'll just straight up like i just straight up lost it like i i like I, well i did it several several <laughs> several times throughout it because I, I especially in like i think realizing that like it was like a, a bearing of your soul like mm -hmm. in your heart and like things that are really deep and personal to you and um i felt like i was getting to know you in a way that like i don't think we could get to through conversation yeah or unless we, you know, unless a, a, a less over like decades of friendship, you mm -hmm, know, mm -hmm. but like that is a peak in there that's so, so that goes beyond what you can talk about. Like, mm. because it is, I don't know, I, I don't have the, <laughs> I don't have the terminology to talk about the sounds and all those mm -hmm. things, but I can, I can just, t but we can all talk about how we feel. Sure. Or not? Yeah. Well, I guess not all of us. Like it's it's harder it's harder than it looks. But <laughs> it's. But I think <coughs> the um, having those blank pages at the end too. Almost, ju it just left me feeling like I need to use these to write something. And it's and I I think for me just personally, um, I've been wanting to tap into my creativeness my mm -hmm. inspiration to like write without like no one's gonna look at it and like that yeah. it's like ra that raw sort of just uncurated thought and feeling and put it on the page and i think what your experience did there was inspire that dude that's uh that's perfect i'm i'm glad i um i thought about so I, I I started putting these songs together in earnest in like 20, the very beginning of 2017. Mm -hmm. um, I spent a month doing almost nothing but writing probably 75 to 90% of that music and writing some stories as well and thinking at that time, like, um, how am I going to present this to people how how am i going to help inspire this idea that uh you can embrace who you are and what you think and i thought about i was like oh i'll, I'll um i don't even know what i planned to put in the journal but i was like i i, I will i'll have a journal that comes al along with this album and i don't even remember what i was thinking about writing in it yeah but uh it took me 
five years to actually execute that idea. Yeah. <laughs> it took me five years to actually execute that idea. And it, and uh, I don't know, eventually I was like, oh, the thing that needs to go in this journal is um, stuff that I actually have written or would write in my own journal, you know, and, yeah. and hopefully that does that for other folks. So that's cool that it did. That's interesting to hear that. Like, you, were you, are you saying that that was sort of that was sort of your intention from the beginning of it? It wasn't. Not until I had written the majority of the music okay. did I come up with that, or did that idea hit me? Gotcha. Um, yeah, but then even then I didn't know how to do it or what it would be. Because mm. based on based on your um, like the journal itself and like music and um, the yeah never just the let me just keep calling it the experience based on sure. the whole experience. Yeah. Um, I got the sense that that time that you spent like just writing and kind of locked away from the world, uh, it's, uh, that's the sense that I got, like that you locked yourself away from the world a little bit and sure. that it almost had a dark undertone to it. So it's, it's almost surprising to hear that you were thinking so forward about like other people in that. Cause I feel like it's so easy to get, feel isolated yeah. in that sort of thing. Well, I, the... I, I should maybe uh, expand that narrative a little bit because yeah. um, that was the that was the thought of the, at the end of that one month of writing. I kind of I I finished writing a lot of the music, um, and I had written some stories, and I I kind of emerged from that month of locking myself away, being like, I did it, <laughs> like it's done. Uh. Woo, okay, now uh, <laughs> now I can go live. But then. <laughs> Two things happened. One was that I didn't know how – I don't know if I didn't know how to share it with other people or if I was scared to share it with people in the form that it was in. Mm. Um, what was the form that it was in? Um, I mean, they were just like MP3s sitting on my hard drive gotcha. pretty much. Okay. And, and a lot of it sounds very similar to what you have listened to. Um but definitely not the same. A lot of the songs were way shorter. Like that song, Not My Country, that's like 15 minutes long. Yeah. That was like a minute and 15 seconds long. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Until I returned to it, uh, like it's at the beginning of 2022 and started messing with it and uh, became something else. But um, the result of me not knowing how to share it with people or how to present it to people or kind of thinking it wasn't good enough yet mm -hmm. was that even though I was back out in the world um, doing new stuff, working at uh, the school I was working at and then going back to school and um, then getting a job and all this stuff, um, I was still living that very closed. I, I was still living like I was locked away. Mm -hmm. I was not um, – I was somehow isolating myself to peop from people even even when I was around them. Um, and I kept thinking, like, every opportunity that I get, I need to create. I need to create. I need to create. I need to create. And uh, I kind of I, – I lost myself in that. Um, I lost myself in that, and I started to – uh, damage relationships mm. um, 
for the sake of creativity, for the sake of creating things that I didn't even know how to show to people. You know, so I don't know. Uh, I guess we, we got on this because, yeah, I did have that very hopeful thought at the beginning, but then it became an increasingly darker thing. Like, I don't know how that happened. Yeah, but that's so interesting. And now it sounds like it's going back towards that hopefulness. It is. It is. But maybe maybe the, the misstep that I had at the beginning was um, understanding that I had said something that I needed to share with people and thinking that it could even help people, um, but then not doing it. And I'm, I'm still facing that battle now. Like, I'm still like, oh, I'm making stuff. Uh, but then I get scared to show it to people or I, th or I think it can only, it should only get shown to people if it's happening in a certain context. Like, uh, if I'm writing a story, I can only show it to people if a journal agrees to publish it or something, right. um, but that can take a long time. And so, or even just like Instagram posts, just being like, oh, I have this idea for an Instagram post. And this is something I've been thinking about for the last week. It's like, mm -hmm. uh, I have this beautiful picture of when I went to, when I drove to New Mexico the other week mm -hmm. of like the sun was setting um, and it was kind of raining and like the clouds are really gray on one side and real and, but there's blue filtering in on the other and it's through my windshield as I was driving down the hi uh, this empty highway. So there's like droplets of rain on the windshield, you know? So mm -hmm. it's like kind of blurry, but kind of clear. Yeah. Like, like I've got that. I'm like, oh, and then I've got these wild sounds I've been making <laughs> uh, with this guitar pedal and it um, kind of sounds like a it sounds like an industrial ocean I'm like oh I just need to put that on Instagram you know but then I'm I'm like I'm like scared to do it you know and and I gotta get over that that's <laughs> it that's it I should have learned that already you know gotta get over that just gotta do it but I'm um, I'm on the road uh, to uh, sharing stuff mm. with people I think yeah I mean shit that's a very vulnerable thing to do right mm. like especially based on like what I've listened to and read of yours like it seems so personal like it <laughs> seems like I think maybe I would only or like especially when it comes to um uh the cast wall is the butterfly mm. I feel like like I might have more insight as someone who knows you mm -hmm. to draw those parallels but then it also makes me think that how much of how much of like other author stuff as I read had they woven themselves into, and I have no idea, you right? Because yeah. I imagine it's impossible to do to to not do that, you know. I would think, yeah. yeah. But what um, I'm just curious to hear in your own words, like what that fear is. Yeah. Oh. Um, fear of rejection and ridicule. That's really what it is, and it's it's very it's. It's really, it's really silly. I mean, I can't count the number of times I've shared something with someone and they've told me like, that sounds so good. Oh, that's amazing. That's beautiful. But it's, those aren't the things that I remember, you mm. know, or, or I have, yeah, the things that, the things that stick with me and the ones that I dwell on are when people are like, oh, that's pretty cool, but not really my thing <laughs> you know or, yeah. or um 
or they just don't say anything at all, which they don't need to say anything. But then I'm like, what did they think? What did they think? They didn't <laughs> think it was good. They thought it was stupid. Oh. Uh, or I've been in I've been in environments where people are very direct, you know, about uh, the shortcomings that they see in in my work, and um, yeah, and those are the things that I dwell on. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, I don't. I'm scared of that, you know, but. Man, I mean, even as I'm saying it, it sounds really silly. It's like, I don't know. It's just, who cares? Why, why should that Why should that stop uh, new things from being expressed or put out into the world? Not just from me, from anyone. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, shit, for what it's worth, like, that sounds like a very valid <laughs> fear. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like... I mean, shit. I'm 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 gonna take a wild guess that you are not alone in that. Oh yeah, <laughs> no no question. Yeah. But I'm but I'm also curious. Like, I imagine you've thought about it. Like, how do you how do you move past that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so this is my my first thought. This is my first thought. Is that uh, I often move past it very violently. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is starting off juicy. I like. Yeah, it's like it's like I get really aggressive, like, um, or I I think it's aggressive. I don't know if other people perceive it that way, but uh-huh. I'll like put things out and I'll be like, like, yeah, I made I made that. So what? <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> Almost like overtly being like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, what are you gonna say about it? You know, yeah. like I'm preempting. Uh, it's it's preemptive defensiveness. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, that's that's one way. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to find a more peaceful way of, of getting through that and just being like, uh, no, nobody listened to that one. Oh, well, here's the next one, you know, Mm -hmm. something like that. So Mm -hmm. I like, um, one of my favorite rappers recently has been Piff Marty Mm. and he's, uh, I think I mentioned to you, he's the one that did that song that's uh, like boys, boys do cry. Have I mentioned that to you? I think you have, yeah. Yeah. Um, and he, I follow him on Instagram, and one thing that uh, he had said at one point that really stuck with me was that one of his, one of the song that I had heard, because I didn't hear that Boys Do Cry song until after I discovered his first song that I discovered, which um, was this called song called Flex. What I heard when I was like, this is unlike any other song I've ever heard. Like, this mm. is like immediately one of my favorite songs yeah and um and then he recently i want to say maybe like a few weeks ago had posted something that was like this is just starting the trend or something like that Mm -hmm. and i've been putting i've been like putting this song out for like years yeah and that's like that's what makes it like because you mentioned like onto the next one but it's like there's also a point of like just keeping putting it out there because maybe it's not maybe it's not reaching the 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 people who it's who it would speak to sure i don't know makes a lot of sense yeah and i have uh i've been thinking well you bring up a good point that uh continuing to um continuing to remind people and to find new ways to announce that you've done something is important um and keeping a keeping a great record like now now keeping a great record of everything you've done now, this can sometimes paralyze me, but I'm constantly thinking like, okay, whatever I'm posting 
whatever track I'm going to post to the internet or whatever piece of writing I'm even writing down on paper right now, I'm kind of doing it with the intent that uh, it's going to be preserved. I'm going to be I'm going to preserve preserve it in a digital format, or I'm going to find a physical format that it gets preserved in, so that when something hits, people will be able to look back at all of it. Does that make sense? Does that is that? Can you uh, ground that in like a like an example? So yeah, let me think here. So I think I'm more confused by the the by the preserve it. Part. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, it would just be as simple as like. Uh, don't don't delete the things that you've posted <laughs> that's not like like let it <laughs> let it stay you okay. know? let it stand and let let it be a reference point for people um, okay even if i get you know like in a year i'll be a very different person than i am today and i might look back at something i've said here and be really embarrassed about it you know sure but allowing that to just remain be like um just, just to be glad that there is a record of this moment, you know, yeah, and and allowing other people to access that, even if it is, uh, or maybe it's embarrassing, maybe it's ugly, or maybe it's incredible, you know, but letting people access it, yeah, yeah. No, that's <laughs> that brings about a whole lot of thoughts on, like, I think of my attitude towards like social media and mm. like taking pictures and all that in general, at least historically. And it being something that seems almost like, uh, I guess for lack of a better way, like a little vain and just a waste of time. Like sure. that's, that's how yeah. it's, you know, like just like I'm going to take a million pictures of things that I'm never going to look at again, mm -hmm. but maybe, and maybe it feels that way because social media has a tendency to feel inauthentic in a mm. way or like it yeah maybe that's just about i, I sometimes describe it as or i have described like instagram as like disposable it feels disposable to me like it's like just such a it's such a transient thing it's like for this moment and then like like how how long does an instagram post stay on someone's feed you know it's like sure and how often is someone actually going back and looking at like looking at what might be intended to be the story of someone's life over the past year if they're posting a lot yeah. or whatever but like you're not maybe if you did go back and look at all these things you could get like a real idea of what people yeah are like mm -hmm. but then actually now that i think about when i when i have done that and looked at people's instagrams it's usually just a, a bunch of the same well uh, seemingly the same like especially especially when i was younger it was all just like selfies like here i am like, yeah here's just me because it's because i think it is just like a validation sort of thing like sure. especially when you're young um but it also has a, what you're talking about it seems like the like i, I don't know if i want to go so far as to say the intention of it but like almost like a, a latent intention of yeah. it in a way like that it can be this beautiful tool to like get a real deep insight into someone's life if you're vulnerable enough to mm -hmm. if, well yeah if you're if you're willing to be vulnerable and put things out there that actually mean something to you yeah yeah but it's also scary it's scary yeah <laughs> it's scary and uh, i mean i post very seldomly on social media i yeah. don't look at social media very often but uh again i am i i am trying to let it be a record of like uh this is how I was feeling, acting, thinking in a very important moment, and I'm going to let you see that.
Yeah. yeah. And uh, and I guess going back to my original question of like how do you see your how do you see yourself moving past that like mm. the 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 fear of like rejection and um more selfies dude. More selfies. <laughs> 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 yes, a lot of more stuff that actually just takes i remember i remember one time i this was like i think this was right before i moved in that you had randomly sent me a selfie of you and that's right yes and you were like whoops like i didn't mean to do that completely by accident was it that was, supposed to go to Imsoon? it was yeah it was i was like i was like facetiming her and it was like a really nice day and i like very quickly Screenshot, send, and then like five minutes later, I was like, "Oh, that that was too well." <laughs> do you remember what you thought of in that in that moment? Uh, first, I was like mortified, <laughs> and then I was like, "This is hilarious." Yeah, <laughs> and look at it now. It just it's, what persists is hilarity. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> oh my God, that's uh, that's so funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, more more <laughs> more selfies and more uh, not really uh, more rough draft. More, more, more sharing more things in progress, um, more sounds in progress. That is my, that's my, that's my intention moving forward. Yeah. Okay. Are you going to do it? Oh yeah. 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 You so got some things so I works? should, uh, yeah, this week I'll, I'll post that, uh, that New Mexico dry rain mm -hmm. droplet industrial dreamscape. Yeah. It's happening. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Cool. So if I, I I probably go on Instagram. Well, I I probably go like once a day, and it all depends on whether or not I get sucked into the real void mm -hmm. or not. How long I'm there? Because sometimes <laughs> I can just like if I'm sitting at home and have nothing to do or something like that, or if I'm looking for a distraction, I can just get sucked in so fa so fast. But I will be on the lookout for it because I'm pretty sure I follow 1117 on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, because I pretty sure yeah. you do. Yeah, yeah, because you had posted something not too long ago, right? Yeah, uh, I think. <laughs> uh, so there's a, like back in 2015, or maybe it was 2014, um, there was there was news of like a of like an AI, some AI rendering software popped up on the internet like way early. I don't know what it was, what it was called, but what I do remember about it is that eventually people were like, this AI is just turning everything into into like doges. Do you remember those dogs that were called like doge? Oh, yeah, that yeah. Doge meme? It was yeah, like, yeah. it's just taking that and like imprinting doges over all of it. I don't know what was going on. It was like the first, it was my first contact with AI. Uh -huh. um, this was 2015? I think so. Okay. Maybe 2014, maybe 2013, but I... Uh, I fed that AI a picture of myself, and it came out real freaky. Uh, <laughs> it's like it almost looks like there's a third eye, like in my forehead. So, uh, oh. yeah, that was that was the last thing I posted. Apparently, you're not third eye blind. No, <laughs> <laughs> wide open. <laughs> third eye's wide open. Oh God. <laughs> um, I kind of want to circle back to like just what we had talked about in the beginning when I was when I asked you about like what's meaning for you and you finding. You were, if I correct me if I'm wrong, but I would summarize as you find yourself looking for and like making meaning out of a lot of different things in your in your day to day. For sure, yeah. Um, but you had said something about it, almost like like muddling things mm -hmm. a bit. Can you talk more about that? Like, yeah, I know it's kind of broad, but well, we've we've talked before about um, I don't know what book you had brought up, but uh 
it was like a psychologist woke up one morning and was like um i'm going to i'm going to take note of everything that happens to me today and it was like he couldn't even eat breakfast because yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it was it was actually some writer because it was okay. in, it was in that book uh the master and his emissary okay yeah and the author was talking about some other writer that mm -hmm. tried to like go live in a cabin in the woods for like a month and make meaning out of every single thing that he did all day every day and yeah. he got there on the first day and couldn't make it past breakfast right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. and it uh that that is kind of what happened it was so um i for a few years i've had the idea of um writing a novel that is almost like it's like recognizably autobiographical it's like you'd read it and if you knew anything about me or even if like I, this is this is the trick is that I want I even want people who um, people who have never talked to me to be able to pick it up and be like like this is definitely just someone's thoughts like this is this this person this person is real and these thoughts are real and yeah. you're going through the novel um, feeling like that and I want it to be a compelling story uh, but for there also to be one element of where it's like something happens and you're like there's no way that could have happened. But then you're like, but all this other stuff is so real. Could that have happened? <laughs> that's, yeah. that's kind of the idea. And I started to write that novel. Uh, Recently? Um, or is that The Man in White? That's The Man in White. Okay. Yeah, that's The Man in White. Uh, which um, I started to write it in earnest around March of 2021. It was okay. right before vaccines were uh hitting okay um yeah we were all going through mandatory isolation at that point right? <laughs> and it was, that was a thick of it <laughs> it was the worst and uh vaccines gave me this hope that like doors were about to open up i was at least going to allow myself to get back into the world and yeah. uh travel and see people that i hadn't seen for months and um i started to write that novel i started to record everything that was happening in as precise and uh, granular detail as I possibly could. That sounds excruciating. It was, man. <laughs> it was. And, uh, well, so I've, I've thought about it two different ways because um, although, I, although I recognized that I was doing that in March of 2021, I had already been working on that for months, if not years, um, just by the way that I was writing in my journal, I was like mm. already doing it and I was devoting an unhealthy amount of <laughs> my life to doing that. And, uh, hold on, lost my thought. Um, as quarantine was ending and I was getting back out in the world and I was continuing to do it for quite a few months after that, and then when I finally sort of stepped back and realized, like, I need to let this go for a while, I was very upset with myself because I was like, I can't believe I devoted that much of my time and mental energy to just, like, writing down this bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> so much of this is bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and that is one way to look at it. That's one way to look at it. Sure. But then later I kind of... Later, I kind of 
went back and thought like uh in another way that was that was my um that was like my way to survive i was like mm. i mean everybody was freaking out sure. around that time um and i was in a very low place and that one way to look at it is like i i don't well, the way the way that I look at it now is that it helped me survive. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. So. I got to that point where. Writing down everything in order to make meaning out of it, became overwhelming, and kind of confusing. You and I have also talked about like the, <laughs> how much sense impression hits you every instant. Yeah. 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 And like, if you just try to open yourself to that all the time um i mean you'll just go crazy right i feel like you'll just go crazy <laughs> maybe, maybe not you're you you study the brain so you, <laughs> well you'd be able I, to tell me but no, i don't know about that but anyway <laughs> yeah uh um yeah i don't know it just it was a really overwhelming exercise uh -huh. um and i i found its limits and then uh I don't know. I'm not in that mode anymore. Uh, I still see value in journaling and stuff, but I'm okay with letting like 90% of what happens to me, just let it go too. Yeah. So. That seems like the, uh, the sustainable way at least. <laughs> yeah. Cause like, I would, I would say that the, like when you, when you said about like, um, taking in everything, like, I feel like that's kind of what meditation is mm. in a way mm. of just like letting letting your attention go anywhere but your mind mm -hmm. um well anywhere but letting your mind like wander off into like what isn't here at least and but your brain is like taking care of the rest of that like you are taking it all and you couldn't possibly pay attention to all of it but it's still there mm -hmm. but then what we do draw our attention to that's the i think that's sort of the that's an interesting question to me in terms of, or like the question being what draws our attention. Hmm. And when you'd mentioned before that, like you were noticing things of like, um, this laying here in this way, like, hmm. or, or this, this, um, finishing leading, leaving off on this, on this particular chapter, this line or whatever. And mm -hmm. what that like, can you give any examples of like that sort of thing? And like, cause I'm kind of curious, like kind of the nitty gritty of like what draws your attention in those moments and what that means to you. Yeah, man. Well, this is, this, this is an example from today. Okay. And I, I kind of hoped I was going to have an opportunity to show this. Hell yeah, this. here we go. <laughs> and I don't know. It, this is this is more intentional, maybe. Um, I don't know. So here's here's what happened to me today, is that I like I woke up this morning, and as often happens, I just like I just couldn't get out of bed. Mm. I just like could not get out of bed. It just like. Uh, I don't know why that happens. It's like. It just hurts to think about going through the day. Mm -hmm. That happens so often, and I I eventually did get out of bed. And started doing stuff and cleaned and organized and uh, felt good for a moment, but then just like sank back into it. And um, I don't know. 
I couldn't get out. I was just like, I was just a mess for the first five hours of the day mm-hmm. or something. And um, the other day, I bought from Half Price this book by uh, a Japanese author from the early 1900s. Uh, his name is, I'm going to, I'm totally not going to pronounce this right, Soseki Natsume. And he wrote this novel called I Am a Cat. <laughs> and uh, it is entirely from the perspective of a cat. Um, and it's this cat just like kind of, he lives at, he lives with this teacher and then he just like wanders out and like experiences different things in the world and hears different stuff. And a lot of times is just thinking like, why are humans acting like this? Why are they acting like that? Like that's, or like, like, whoa, he, could, he calls him his master, the teacher. He's like, my master is like, like really arrogant and kind of stupid. Like he'll just be thinking things like this. And it's so random. Uh, there's so much just like, there's not much of a story other than that. And it's hundreds of pages long. And I read it a few years ago. Um, during another time that where I felt very uh, depressed and uncertain about where I was in life. And I just was like, this is just rambling. I don't know why I'm reading this. And yet I finished it. I think it gave me comfort on some level. Sure. And recently I've been wanting to get back to it. So I sit down today amid this day of like this morning of just feeling like I can't even get to next week, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's this story in there where the cat um, is alone in the kitchen for one second. And there's one uh, sticky ball of rice. And he's seen humans eat these things. And he's like, he's like, that I might never get another chance uh, to eat this thing. Like, I kind of don't know if I should. I don't know if I uh, want to. But this, is, this might be my only chance. I might not be able to do this for another year. Mm-hmm. So he takes a bite of this sticky rice ball or it's a rice cake and uh it just clamps his jaw shut his jaw is just stuck shut and he's like for minutes like talking about like i'm trying to open my jaw and i cannot get my jaw open Mm -hmm. and he's like stands up on his hind legs and he's like whoa now i'm standing up on my hind legs and he's like pawing at his face and then humans come in the room and he's like thinking all this stuff and it's just this like chaotic scene story that almost means absolutely nothing it's such a silly thing from a perspective of a cat right and then amid this like three page sequence he keeps he hits these beats he's like oh and i just realized a truth and he says something and uh i wish that i could say them uh off the top of my head but i wrote them down so i'm gonna can i can i share these the four truths of yeah. the of the cat with the rice cake clamp I would, I would josh Oh, I was, I'm so glad you brought him with you. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping, I was hoping. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, and these, again, he doesn't just list these one all in a row. They, they pop up in, in like random spots of this, just this really funny, absurd scene, right? Yeah. And so, uh, four truths perceived while biting the rice cake. Number one, golden opportunity makes all animals venture to do even those things they do not want to do. Number two, all animals can tell by instinct what is or is not good for them. Number three, in conditions of exceptional danger, one can surpass one's normal level of achievement. And number four, and this is the one that just completely turned me into a normal human being again, all comfort is achieved through hardship. 
<laughs> so, dude, that was that was my meaning. You know, that was my meaning for the day. <laughs> Isn't it? Is that's fucking ah. Uh, the weird, the crazy thing about all of that is that I think that's what a lot, like, I think there's a lot of people out there that are trying to get people to realize that. Mm. <laughs> like, mm. all of those things. Like, mm -hmm. those kind of, like, ground truths mm. of being alive. Mm -hmm. And that, well, first of all, I'm really glad that that kind of gave you perspective and turned things around, because that's fucking beautiful. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's so, that's so cool, because I know exactly what you, like, obviously it's your own subjective experience with that, but, like, just as another person who also has felt like I don't want to fucking move right yeah. now. Like, fuck <laughs> yeah. this. I won't do anything but that. Yeah. Like, to have something like hit you like that. Because I don't know that I've ever had that happen to me before. Hmm. I think it mostly, like, it's mostly been something, something like more basic, like, I'm hungry, like, and I kind of <laughs> need to eat. You know? Yeah, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, and then it's like, oh, that's what was wrong. I needed to fill my stomach. Yeah, <laughs> that, know, that, yeah. that, yep, that, that usually yeah. tends to, tends to help. Yeah. Um, but all of those things made me think of, um, Kristen had actually suggested this book called uh, How to Be an Adult in Relationships. Oh, cool. Have yeah. I told you about this? You, had, you have. You said it's like a mindfulness relationship guide, right? Yeah, but it, it's, it's so much it – almost, it almost feels like it's more like teaching lessons that mindfulness can, like, reveal when you really look at yourself with openness and acceptance and, like, kind of – and, like, let down those sort of resistances that are based on your past – or like constructs that we humans have come up with, you know, mm. and it boils it down to like, these are the truths. Like these are just the ground truths. And one of them is that like, um, the es essentially that comfort is born of discomfort or wow, yeah. that like, I, I want to remember how it was said, but, um, yeah, something, I think it was something along the lines of like pleasure, pleasure doesn't like, um, pleasure always like um precedes pain or something like mm -hmm. something along those lines and um i feel like that sort of acceptance of that reality mm -hmm. is something that is is almost it, it's it's funny that you bring it bring it back up to like the meaning thing of like it's so hard to make meaning out of shitty times <laughs> yeah it's so because like we, and we were talking about this the other day like mm -hmm. when you're in it you're like i fucking hate this this is just gonna be forever and yeah. i want to die like, yeah. <laughs> you know like like and it's and it's so hard to like and w but when you're out of it for w however the fuck you get out of it um and thank goodness that you do and then you have that perspective to be able to look back like and and see that i think at least for myself and i'm curious your thoughts on this like that's the stuff that like when I'm having a moment of like, God, I'm so glad to be here. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I will simultaneously, I will like, it's like, I, it's almost triggers in my brain immediately. It goes back to like some of the hardest times in my life where like I hated being here. Mm -hmm. And I will both like grieve for that person mm. in the sense of like, man, they were in so much pain and they didn't know how good this could feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also like, so I will like in, in the most like sort of like uh, most salient, saliently or viscerally powerful moments that I'm really feeling in my body, 
um, and it's like really washing over me. Like, um, I'll cry, but I'll also just like cackle, like laugh, <laughs> like like it's like it's a. And I, <laughs> I wonder how if I had experienced this before before I'd, I guess for lack of a better way, to say like kind of woke up and was really started like started to have that like mindfulness journey of really like noticing what's going on with me. I wonder if I'd ever experienced that, but really if and mistook it for sadness or like because i don't know mm, mm. there's there's some nuance there and i think at least when you're a kid it's like crying means bad like yeah. sad like angry or what you know what i mean and totally yeah i don't know does that does that like resonate with you only in that um i've had those moments um but you know now that you say it like i <laughs> yeah i had i had a pretty i had a pretty recent one um, and it was like, well, it was kind of weird. It was like this, it was a real, it was a, it was a very acute understanding, uh, that I am going to die, <laughs> you know? And yeah, like knowing, like I'm, I, there's no avoiding that. I am going to die. This is all going to shut down. <laughs> you know, like I, and, uh, and some, and that like, I was like, had a, everything that was happening to me was like a breakdown. It was like the tears, but then there was laughter too. And I think it was like, um, there was like, a, there was relief at knowing that whatever hardship is going on will naturally see an end. And there was joy at knowing that even though there's going to be an end, it's not over yet, you know? <laughs> and there was like, uh, I don't know. That was it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I always, <laughs> I feel like when talking about this sort of, these sort of things that are uncapturable, you know, mm. like, like, I think that's why, I, why I want to do this. Like why mm -hmm. I want to have these conversations and record them because, and I guess go about it like with a smidge of intention is like, how do we get at that? Like how I find myself thinking a lot about, especially lately in terms of like applying for grad school, doing all that stuff, like, cause I want to convey and like my essays and stuff like that, like, mm -hmm. like that powerful feeling mm -hmm. of like, just like, I guess, I guess for me, like I think about death and I think about all those things and I'm just like, I've reached a point now where I'm like, that'd be okay. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want to die. I want I want to spend as many like beautiful moments on this earth as I can, but like I want to figure out how to talk about that change. Like when I like came online, because yeah, mm -hmm. I've been I've been mm -hmm. existing, I've been alive mm -hmm. for 31 years, mm -hmm. but I would say I was sleepwalking through most of that until 28 maybe 27 um and then it was uh, and, and i think even not even up until like maybe the last year have i fully like this last year i've been almost like it was like the the first year of my life that i feel like i've spent fully awake well at least like a good chunk of the time mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i think that's also why like i like talking to you is so interesting because mm -hmm. you have you write in such a way like in your stories 
or you know I guess the the story that I've that I've read and mm -hmm. and the writing on your website and like the storytelling through the journal and your music and all that stuff that I think that's it like that's like that's what really hit me today when I was listening to it was mm -hmm. that like just the the depth of connection with another person that like I feel with my own story mm. And I don't know if I have a question for you, but like, yeah. I want to, like, I just, I just like, I, I want to express that to you, mm. you know? And I don't, I don't know. Dude, I appreciate that. I, I mean, it sounds like, uh, through sharing my experience as deeply as I could, um, you saw yourself in it. Is that an accurate summation at all? <laughs> it's it's that but it almost it almost feel like it feels like it's a step further like i feel like for a moment i really saw you whoa yeah cool. on a on a level that like almost through that like because i think i do that whenever i talk to people i really try to relate and i try to like empathize and see myself and everyone that i talk to to the best of my ability mm -hmm. but there's something that consuming it consuming your story in that medium in a way that is so like whatever it is I'm not going to try to classify it but that like yeah I just I think it's just it was just a connection with you and your story because like I'm of course I'm relating it through me mm -hmm. I can't like actually experience your subjective experience mm -hmm. but like there are things that like like I mean just the um can you tell me how to the um what something sunrise oh yeah Merapi. Merapi. okay Marapi the Merapi sunrise, sunrise cuz that's like that's all about like or at least a part of part of like your trip and everything right uh or, or did i get that wrong my well uh you're correct in every sense <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> just more broader yeah so so um Merapi is a volcano okay i'm gonna be very mad at myself if i get this wrong <laughs> on the island of java in indonesia okay um and so literally that song's about a hike yeah. uh but there there are other layers to it as well yeah what were you hearing in it? Maybe because I, I may just be, um, I think throughout the experience of it, I, I don't think I, maybe I'm, maybe I'm missing how things are kind of like segmented out because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm more referring to, um, what I, what I heard in, in some section of that mm -hmm. was your experience that we had talked about yeah. in terms of like your, your mushroom trip. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Like, like that, that one and the... Because it really, I just got, really got the sense that that, like, changed everything in a sense. Yeah. It did, yeah. And then from there, like, yeah, I, I, I think that's where, like, the details, I don't, I'm, I'm, I've been debating in my head whether or not I want to even ask about details, because part of me is like, I don't know, I'm, I'm curious. Ask away, like, if you can think of one with a question, yeah, go for it. Um, yeah. But it just with the caveat that I might 
pose the question back to you. <laughs> oh no, I, that shit. That would that sounds even more fun. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, maybe maybe I would need maybe I need to experience again because this, like yeah. I said before, I think I think when I went through it this time. Well, I let me go back. The first time was like I think I tried to like overthink it and mm-hmm. like intellectualize it and mm-hmm. almost take notes of sorts. Um, but then we talked about it a little bit more and I was, and I think after that conversation, I was like, I need to just like, let it wash over me and Mm -hmm. see what happens. Like see what the whole of the experience means Yeah. instead of like trying to look at the parts and like draw, extract, like really fine detail from it. Well, I can say this, um, that. Yeah, that song is about a moment of awakening um, that I had. It is about a moment of awakening that I had. And I sometimes think of uh, moments of awakening as um, like mini deaths. (laughs) It's like you wake up, right? You wake up and you realize like, oh, what I thought about my life before um, wasn't exactly accurate. Or uh, maybe it was accurate, but it's a very distinct understanding of like, and now that now that part or that version of me has ceased to exist. I, I understand something new now. I am someone new now, you know? Yeah. And uh, yeah, I... I try to capture those moments when that happens. Um, yeah, and sometimes it happens on a hike, and sometimes it uh, happens while reading a book, and sometimes it's way bigger than that. You know, sometimes it's a devastating yeah. <laughs> experience that yeah. you go through. Yeah. But yeah, um, I think one of the things that got to me the most, I think that. Because I, cu- I couldn't pinpoint when, like, those sort of, like, feelings of, like, connectedness really sunk in. But, like, I would venture to say that it's um, – what's coming to mind now is, like, uh, in the sort of – man, you, like – it's like you talk about your relationship with your brother mm. in such a subtle way that's also – that's, like, both subtle and overt, like – yeah, because like I think the the parts that I really liked the most were where in the journal there's just um, it ended a conversation not for a day, not for a week, but for years, mm. and then it w- uh, like a couple songs later said it ended the conversation, and I think that hit me like a ton of bricks mm. and like. And it also, like, and going back to the experience was, like, there's um, either no or minimal lyrics in them. Mm-hmm. And that was an experience in itself, mm. which so, for someone who really loves lyrics, who's, like, I'm a big rap fan. I love, like, fi- like the poetry of it and stuff. Mm-hmm. And just, like, walking along with this, in this story, in the context of you, and then kind of 
feeling in my own sense the gravity of that mm-hmm. the gra because like I, I i have a i have a little basic understanding of what that means to you mm-hmm. in your own words but like i just feel like that was that was a moment of like connecting deeper because it was just sound and it was mm-hmm. just sitting with like the context of that and then in the sound can you i, I don't I, again i don't have a specific question it's so hard to like come up with a question but like is this evoking That's any thoughts or totally like well i mean one it, it's it's evoking a feeling of uh, appreciation um i i'm so glad that uh that you listened and that um you were open to it and to hear that like uh, the sound actually communicated something. I've I've put out a lot of instrumentals and yeah. I don't, I, I almost never get feedback. So I never know if people are like, like, oh, huh. he doesn't sing all the time, skip, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, but to hear that it actually evokes something is uh, like, I find myself wanting to sing less and less, thinking mm-hmm. that like uh, sounds and textures can communicate more accurately sometimes. And um, I'm just glad to hear that that, that works. That's cool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's that's interesting to me to hear because like, I th- your instrumentals are sick. Oh, nice. <laughs> <All right. laughs> your instrumentals are like. <laughs> Like, um, like that's, that's like that plus the, um, the lyrics themselves are like my favorite parts of it. It's, and I, I think because the, the lyrics and again, I don't have the vocabulary to describe like the, the dissonance and the, you know, all those things like, There's blah, a lot of dissonance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but like whatever was going on in the sound, mm-hmm. I just I I guess the only way I can really put it is it added to it like it added to the lyrics and then the way that it's structured then led to like like almost like there's because it's like it's almost like the lyrics are very wordy like there's Mm -hmm. a lot going on there's um, there's a whole lot of meaning packed in every line yeah and then you'll just be like well here's just sound listen to this (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah. with this context of like this story Mm -hmm. and like was that intentional? Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Um, I mean, it was like some some elements came together like kind of serendipitously. It was like what's that word mean? Uh, like it was like a a beautiful instance of like luck and opportunity coming together. Gotcha. Whereas like uh, um. Okay, so the the song "Not My Country" is like. 15 minutes and there are some heavy, angry, noisy, hard driving instrumental elements. And then also that part will drop off and there are very ethereal synths um, that almost just sound like heartbeats. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I'm relating back to that song because you're saying sometimes there's an instrumental and there's a story to these. And so it w- with that song specifically, 
I wrote the original like one minute instrumental for that, um, kind of in a in a moment of anger and frustration at having. I hadn't even returned to the States permanently yet, but um, I was in the States for a month and I was writing all this music and I was very upset with the, with the path the country seemed to be on. And um, that came out. And then a couple of years later, I did end up relocating permanently to the States and things just seemed to keep deteriorating and I was capturing all that in writing. Um, and it became a very, it just became a very long journey with that feeling of like, oh, whoa, we've stepped onto a path and I'm pretty sure it's gonna lead to some devastation <laughs> and then devastation did hit and I was still writing through it and whatever, all this to say, like when I eventually came back and I understood like, okay, I initially titled this, Not My Country, out of this feeling, and I expressed that feeling, but now this song has gotten way longer um, and I'm also looking for writing to go with it. And it was like, oh, it can just be the whole story of how I came back at a moment when things started deteriorating and how that felt and the journey that that sent me on. And it was like, I had these writings in the journal and I had these instrumentals and then they magically came together. I don't know. Is that, does that make any sense? It does. It cool. does. Cause that's the one where it's just, it's just like a, a few pages worth of, yeah. Like what was that just journaling or was that written to someone? Um, let's see. Cause some of it felt like a letter. Yes. Some of okay. it is a, some of it is a letter. Yeah. Okay. Some of it is a letter and I don't, there might be letter elements of that one, okay. um, but I don't remember specifically. Yeah. Okay. But some of it is definitely addressed. It's addressed to a you. <laughs> um, yeah. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much I should say about you because uh, uh, you is out there and then I think that readers can also maybe uh, interpret their own you, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. No, I mean, that makes a lot of sense because it's like that you is in the context of your life mm -hmm. and your meaning. And mm -hmm. just like we were talking about the other day, it's like, shit, the beauty of art is like you throw your own meaning and life into it and then it finds its way to someone else one way or another and then they make their own meaning out and there maybe there's some overlap yeah and all that stuff but totally but yeah leaving leaving room for that overlap yeah is really important um yeah i i, I found myself wondering while ex while going through the experience if i didn't know you would i have gotten out of it what like obviously i don't think it would have been as as like profound because it's like like you and i have been connecting a lot over the past like however the fuck long it's been that we've known each other <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i can't tr keep track of time yeah. um but like you and i have been connecting a lot and your friendship means a lot to me mm -hmm. and so like that obviously no one no one who doesn't like have that 
have that even like at least a relationship with you personally like mm-hmm. isn't going to get that but like i i wonder if if that would be if i guess it, if, if if the experience would be received in that sort of like in their own context at all like can you speak to that at all like what do you what do you think about that i wonder it too i wonder it too and i'm i i think for years i've been trying to like kind of break that barrier you know trying to figure out like cuz i know people who i know people i know and love experience it and s- see something out of it and <laughs> depending on how close they are to me sometimes i think it makes them very uncomfortable <laughs> mm. and then i also like i don't want it to be just a thing that like you're only going to get this if you have talked to me you know right, right, um, right and i don't know i don't know where that line is uh or or how to get to that point to where it's like the, the personal becomes more broadly accessible, you know? Yeah. Who's, who do you know that has, uh, or who's listened to your work? Like who's, who's experienced it like that? Um, I mean, you don't have to give like names or anything like that, but I'm yeah. just curious, like friends, family, anyone yeah. outside of that? Friends, family, and people outside of it. Yeah. Uh, but the people outside of it, I don't know. I don't always know how far it's reached. Sometimes I get an indication because like a, Somebody will have bought the digital download or um, back when I played live, like people would come to shows who I didn't know and things like that. But uh, yeah, but I just, I don't, I don't know. But I will say, I mean, mostly it's, mostly it's pretty quiet. It's not like I've, it's not like I've uh, gained an identifiable fan base or something. Right. So. Um, well, I guess, uh, kind of moving forward then, like, cause you've done, well, first let me ask in the, in terms of last mm-hmm. the album, um, yeah. In terms of the album, how much has that been performed live? Like what experience do you have performing that live? I've only played one show. Okay. Um, yeah. And that was, <laughs> that was before the album even came out. I played the songs live. Um, and it was years ago. Okay. Uh, How'd it go? Hard to say. I like, I, I felt like I, I mean, I played great. I yeah. know I played great. Um, but, uh, dude, it's, sometimes it's weird playing in bars. <laughs> sometimes yeah. it's weird playing in bars. It's just like, you know, you know, you're singing and you're like, there are moments when you're like, oh, th- definitely no one is listening right now. Or it's just it's become their background, you know. Right, so, right. Uh, Imsun loved it. <laughs> 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 I know that. Yeah, I had a few friends there, and it was a really, it was a really good time. And uh, looking back, it's, it's crazy to me that, like, all of the moving pieces worked. And actually, somebody said that to me that night. So I did get some good feedback. One guy was like, you've got a lot of moving parts, but it, it all locked in. And yeah. it was because like there's like I have like a beat making machine and I have a looper for the guitar and like um yeah, all these things that like it could have it could have absolutely just malfunctioned and I could have like been mid song just being like Don't know what to say, y'all, sorry about that, <laughs> you know, but Oh yeah. But yeah, it just like the loopers looped at the right time and the beats hit and I sang and played guitar over top over top all of it. So it was cool. Yeah, because I can imagine that, like, when all that does come together, mm-hmm. it's got to be such a 
cool experience because yeah. it is like that's what that dude says like is definitely what i would how i would think of it too is like there is a lot going on it's like i really enjoyed listening to it on these headphones too because i was listening to my car the first time you introduced oh, it yeah. to me mm-hmm. and i missed so much that i realized i got when listening to like higher quality sound that like little subtle sounds and everything does that, do you, does that come out in a live performance yeah I, um to the best of my ability it does i try to recreate all of that like to even yeah to be able to um well what i'm working on now is um not only being able to like trigger those sounds live but to be able to create them on stage Mm -hmm. like to make some of those like static like rhythmic blips start thrumming you know like where i'm very very visibly like stomping on a pedal to make that happen right because i've because i've initiated the a guitar note and then I've repeated it or something, you know, but I want, I want it to be a thing where it's like, I, I want it. I, I don't want it to be mistaken for, I'm just hitting play, you know? Right. I want right. it to be a, a physical, uh, process. Yeah. As close to a, well, it's its, its own thing, but like you don't want to be mistaken for a new wave DJ who's up there like yeah. just touching knobs and stuff, but yeah. actually isn't that well, I, so I don't know if they're twisting actually doing. knobs. It's uh harder than it looks yeah. <laughs> yeah that's the thing too is it looks like it's nothing but i have yeah. no idea what the fuck i'm talking about yeah. um yeah that's so it sounds like you want to take this thing that's already pretty fucking complicated yeah and make it even more complicated yeah, and yeah how how does well, that like another another option is i've been thinking like um i'll start just by playing these things on acoustic guitar because there there's a way that i can do some rendition of them on acoustic or most of them oh. and uh you know let the words and melodies bring those more to the forefront instead of the whole like soundscape thing that's going on so interesting yeah yeah i mean the the acoustics are like some of my favorite parts oh cool that that and the um Yeah, the the percussion and some of the like, because the percussion is usually like, at least from what I am remembering, is like a lot of just like um, rhythm keeping mm-hmm. in a way. But like, there is some there is some like depth to it as well beyond mm-hmm. just like the rhythm keeping. But then there's like, there was I, can't, I wish I had, I wish I could tell you which song it was, but there was one song. Maybe it was the one that comes after "Not My Country." Um, but there's there's just one where like there's this subtle sound that comes out and it just made me feel so good. Yeah, <laughs> nice. it was just like I I wish I could. I think recreate. I'm pretty sure that that song's called Night Drive. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, okay. Yeah. There's nothing but a bass drum. It's just going like doom doom doom. Yeah. But the whole time. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of wild sounds on that one <laughs> for sure. Yeah, that's got to be the one because night because there's no lyrics, right? No lyrics. Yeah. Okay. And that's actually, I'm. You mind if I? Oh mind yeah, if I pop this out because I like. I think Night Drive was one where I remember there was a lot of um, like it, that was a that was like a more wordy like letter seeming like. Uh, that one actually just says no words, but it's because it comes after. Well, it's not because, but it comes after Not My Country, which is like pages and pages, you know. Gotcha. I thought people might need a break. <laughs> no like i think that actually brings me back to I, when i first heard your music because i remember asking you because it was when i was staying with y'all over at trevor's yeah and i was like i listened to part of the album and i got to not my country and i was like 
what's going on there? Like, yeah, I remember. <laughs> why is that 15 minutes long? I remember you asking that. Yeah. And I remember not having a great answer at the time. Uh, no, it was just an answer. Because you, yeah. you said, I remember all you said was like, something like i got the sense it was just like because i felt like it okay cool, cool. <laughs> and i was that's like all right right on yeah, like, fuck yeah. it like <laughs> that is that's about why yeah yeah i started jamming on the synth and uh well and and that jam turned into a 15 minute thing and uh yeah and kind of the reason i decided to largely leave it unedited was i was like it was like the first time that i felt like i had uh like touched the soul of the machine <laughs> like the synth it was like it was like whoa i'm like communing with this synth right now like there is a there is an electronic wavelength flowing through it and that and i are one at this moment <laughs> you know? ah. so, so i had to leave it <laughs> i mean that's a i mean just just because i felt like it is a great reason nice. but that's <laughs> even like that's like a profound reason right there <laughs> like that's so cool it's it like in the sense that like you you because I think what where my thoughts go when you say that is like you were able to manipulate it as in like a, an extension of yourself. Yeah. Is that sort of what you mean? Totally. Yeah. That's that's so because like that's why I imagine like some of the best like like I mean that's what an instrument does like mm. whenever you master it right like mm -hmm. that's what that looks like. Yeah. Do you feel like that with any other instruments? Um. Or have you reached that? Dude, good question. Possibly not. I mean, if if there's anything the closest... Okay, yeah, actually. I've had that with guitar. Okay. Um, and it was like, there was like one instance of that uh, that I very clearly remember. And it was probably 15 or 16 years ago. Like, I remember, uh, yeah, I, I like soloed over a friend's song. And it was... and. For once, it was like, I'm not thinking about what notes I'm playing. It's just that um, they're coming out. My mm. my fingers are, I don't know what's happening, but they're doing it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. I think that's, that's the shit that I'm... <laughs> when I think of meaning making and all that sort of thing, I think music, art, poetry, like all those, all those different forms are like the closest we get to like truly expressing that mm -hmm. and so i'm so interested in that like mm -hmm. that sort of flow state of when an artist or someone who's like connected with this with their voice with their thoughts with their you know like everything like syncs up in a way mm -hmm. where it just it just is what it is, and it feels so right. Because mm -hmm. I imagine that's like what some like, like our greatest musicians have done mm -hmm. in the past, and all that. Do you? It I I think yeah, you're right. That that's that's where true musicianship happens, and then maybe like the best musicians are the ones that are able to find their way back to that over and over again. Yeah, you know. Or they don't even have to find their way. They're just like, oh, I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> now, I wonder, like, how do you think you do that? Like, playing a lot, just playing a lot in a lot of different contexts, and probably loving what you do. Mm. Um, and I maybe working through the times when you're not loving what you're doing, because mm. uh, yeah, yeah, that happens. 
can you talk about any any times where you've played through that and yeah that? um i hope i'm coming out on the other side of that now with music where i've gone through a few years of uh music kind of sounding and feeling dead to me like i'm like like i was saying before like i can i sense that there's like an artificial quality to what's happening it's all a performance um somebody arranged this they somebody somebody designed this to evoke a feeling in me and uh and i'm seeing through it you know like i'm it's like a skepticism and a cynicism mm. um which is probably also born out of like a fear of like i don't really know how to do it or something <laughs> and so i'm going to you know shit talk everything i hear or whatever sure but uh i hope i'm coming out uh, on the other side of that with music um where it's like oh whatever comes out is okay and it's just awesome that melodies are flowing through this world <laughs> you know like mm. and uh that they do they make me want to dance sometimes and they make me want to cry sometimes and sometimes they're funny and um and i and i'm w i have been there with writing and I'm working through with writing too on both sides where I'm like, can barely read. It feels like too much work to move the pen or to sit at the computer and coming to the other side and being like, actually, this can be the easiest thing in the world if I mm. just stop thinking about it. Yeah. That's got to make those times when it is hard so frustrating whenever you know, like, there are times where it's like, this just works. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I think uh, the the thing that the frustration is like born out of fear too, because it's a it's frustration born out of a fear that you're never gonna find your way back to the flow state, like being like, oh, that was all that was all an accident, you know? I didn't, I don't really know how to do that. <laughs> I did it once, but I clearly can't do it again, you know? Like that, those kinds of things will pop up, and like that just gets you further into the into not feeling the flow. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's an interesting line of inquiry in itself. Like, mm. I imagine it's so impossible to, like, capture. Because mm. it's like, I, I would think that those sort of things are born of experience. Like, mm. just doing it, again, mm -hmm. like you're talking about, like, doing it in different contexts and mm -hmm. all those things. And while in those contexts, paying attention. Mm and being able to interpret like well i'm in a state where this is this works and mm. this is this is that like okay now i'm not what should i do what do i do now that's gonna get me away from thinking all those mm -hmm. self-defeating sort of thoughts of that that spiral you deeper into the slump mm -hmm. and get to the get to the other side of that mm -hmm. yeah yeah um I just figured I would open up because I did want to. Could you, would you be willing to tell me about this? Yeah. Like what do you got? this is. Yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna turn this to you. Oh, I don't oh like and and then and the one of the rawest <laughs> and the following pages as, as well. And you can go into as little or as much detail as you want. And actually, would you mind like reading it? Yeah, yeah, I can read it. Um, cool. So I'll just read this entry. Yeah. All right. My brother wrote a story about a guy who goes to retrieve his older brother's body 
after said brother drowns while living in Korea. And the story opens with the younger brother smoking in bed with a girl with the same name as the one I was trying to. I'd been gone so long my best friend had written me off as dead. But even more upsetting, the story was better than anything I could write. So instead of sending the feedback he asked for, I told him, Koreans don't have middle names. But on Facebook, hers is, they don't have middle names. That shut down the conversation, not just for the day or the week, but for years. It wasn't until I started swapping stories with other writers in Colorado that I understood killing off siblings in fiction is just something writers do. It wasn't until I reread the story that I found the part I should have been paying attention to all along. A couple of kids wading through a wooded creek, turning stones over in the moonlight, trying to catch salamanders. It's so funny how, I mean, funny is definitely not the right word, <laughs> but I just like opened it up, but I, I was going to find something before and I was like, ah, fuck it. Like, I'll just like, whatever this will open to. And I, and that just happened to be it. But that was also one of my favorite parts of the whole thing. Cool. Can you, do you want to speak to that at all? Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, well, um, My brothers are my best friends. My brothers are my best friends. I mean, I have a lot of best friends. But, uh, yeah. Uh, I'd do anything for those guys, you know? And um, that was a lot less complicated when we were younger. <laughs> Ain't it always. <laughs> yeah. That was a lot less complicated when we were younger. And, uh, Everything was very, uh, everything was very, well, I don't know. I look back on it and say everything was really pure and that there were, there weren't a lot of other, like, like that our, that our desires didn't conflict with each other's and all this kind of stuff. But I'm sure that kind of stuff happened too. Um, but, uh, part of a lot of what's going on through those stories and those songs is me um, understanding what it's like to become an adult and still love my brothers. And recognize our flaws and my flaws and look back on the moments where I'm and, and realize like, oh man, there are moments when I'm, I am very petty. I can be really petty, <laughs> you know, it's like, and, and then, and then being like, and I did that to my brother. I can't believe I did that to my brother, you know? And like thinking like getting mad. Uh, I, I had anger for years being like, why don't we talk like we used to? Why don't we talk like we used to? Why don't we talk like we used to? And then uh, having some clarity and being like, well, um, I might be responsible for a lot of that silence, <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, that's, 
that's what that's about. And it's also still like, um, I called it the rawest because it's like in communicating that through songs and stories that I share publicly, I'm not letting that moment die. You know, it's like, it's, it is, it, it was very important to me to write a song and a story that communicated some, some real moments of conflict. But uh, I do that at the risk of keeping that conflict alive, you know? And I think, <laughs> I hope people can forgive me for that, but I've, I've done that to a lot of people. Like, I write things to get through them, and then I, I feel like it's, uh, I feel like I have a responsibility to share things often. Or, and um, then I'm like, Yeah, I hope people can forgive me for that. That's yeah, or that they. I I don't know. Ideally, it would help us both get through moments, you know. But me and me and the people that I go things with, go through things with. But I don't know. I just don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah. <laughs> Wish I had something deeper to say right now. No. Yeah. That was, a, that was a lot of words. No, that, they're beautiful words, and <laughs> I really appreciate you sharing that. Uh, but I should say, the biggest violence I did to my brother in that story was, like, the thing that's beautiful about it, the ending of it, uh, that's an image from his story. <laughs> like, I want to make that known. Yeah. He wrote a story, you know, a beautiful, beautiful story about our relationship. And I guess, you know, he was he was doing the same thing. He was working through tough moments that we had. And he's the one who found that memory of us wading through a creek and finding salamanders. And I say we, he was writing fiction, but I, you know, like you're, like you've talked about with my writing, I, I was just seeing through it and being like, but he's writing about me. <laughs> 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 but, uh, yeah, dude's a good writer. Um, I stole his image. I hope I hope he publishes his stuff so people can uh, read it and yeah see how gifted he is. Mm. Yeah, we talked a little bit about the uh, the sort of like self-indulgent, selfish nature of like expression, like yeah. that feeling of it and stuff. But and also like I feel like it also like that sharing of that story also speaks to like when I was experiencing that. Cause I, I read, like I figured that was part of his story, right? Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. that's, that's how I read and everything. Mm -hmm. And, um, I read that as someone who saw that they fucked up <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> in terms of like, like latching onto these details that like didn't matter instead mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. seeing that like, Oh, this was like, this is my brother expressing something in a way that I actually know how I know about that. I know how it feels to express yourself through writing and to work yeah. through things in writing. And here he is like writing this thing. And now you realize like that was what was important from that. Yeah. Have you talked to him about that? 
I don't think I have. Mm. Oh no, I have. Okay. I have. I, re- I I definitely have. I remember because uh, I I wrote the song, and then uh, I got a chance to see him, and uh, I told him I told him how good it was, and uh, I I don't know if it set him back on the path of writing. He he's joked a few times since then, like I'm retired. but uh i you know i at least i at least reminded him that he's got it you know Mm. i I mean i think everybody's got it but sure that uh he uh if he wants to nurture it you know that uh he should yeah i feel like that's a good place to end cool all right man but thank you so much for doing this. And like, yeah. <laughs> I th- it's so funny that I, I had moments throughout this whole thing where I was like, I can't believe I said I was, n- well, I was nervous to begin with, but yeah. I don't know. I hope you felt the same way, but like, I felt like this was such a good conversation. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it yeah. felt very natural. Like our, always our, cos- our uh, like our conversations always are. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I was able to just, yeah, get lost in it. So, awesome. uh, so thanks. I, th- I feel like I want to do this again with you, though. <laughs> oh, I'd love to, dude. Anytime. Because as we're as we're talking about things, it just there's so much there's so much to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> it never ends. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you again. This is yeah, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can I can I plug that journal? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. 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 Uh, if people want to read and listen to it, they can go to eleven um, seventeen music dot com slash last, and then you can page through electronically everything that you've got there on paper and listen to the songs at the same time so well i just like in case anyone this is like because this is like a beautiful journal too (laughs) it's so nice to feel and everything awesome well shit i am not a podcast host yet Mm. apparently well i guess guess now now i am so now i need to remember like do you want to plug anything yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) well let's go ahead and cut this off then